Hello and welcome to the second mea culpa episode of The Study Show. This is um, an episode where we go through some previous episodes and uh, point out uh, some of the mistakes that we've made. Some of these have been pointed out by listeners to the show and some of these uh, are things that we have embarrassingly noted ourselves. Um, we, we think it's really important to correct our mistakes. So, you know, if you've, if you've uh, heard anything uh, that you know is not true uh, on the show, then please let us know and we'll talk about it in one of these future episodes. So, um, Tom, what uh, um, is the first thing you want to talk about that we got wrong in a previous episode? Well, I think I should probably start with the most embarrassing one, actually, and it is... Well, there's there's two really embarrassing ones, and I'll just get them both out of the way, all right? (laughs) Okay. Um, Firstly, I said in our episode about uh, football and dementia that Hamden Park... During a whole bit about me knowing about sport and you not knowing about sport and also uh, God and all this sort of stuff, I described (laughs) Hamden Park as as Celtic's football ground. It is, of course, the national football ground the the, the ground for the yes. national team the Scottish because the national Celtic team. football ground is called Celtic Park right yes but I mean how could I be expected yeah. to crack that code you know well, that's, uh, <laughs> well, that's just yeah, it's far yeah. too well, subtle for me I certainly should have known I mean even though I don't know about sport I, I should uh, that is something I should have you known you are aware of the existence from of Scotland, Scotland yes exactly yeah. half my family are from Glasgow and stuff so yes I should have I should have known that so, between okay. us between uh, us one of us should have picked up on that yeah. or, or the, yeah. you know, or the or, you know, someone someone involved in this in, uh, anyway it's all, <laughs> I, was about to, I was about to blame our editor but that would be very unfair um, no no <laughs> yeah. um, all, all mistakes are us not, yes exactly uh, not, not uh, Exactly, exactly that. So, um, and other very embarrassing thing, which I just, I'm extremely baffled by this. I, we were talking again in the nuclear, uh, well, this time in the in the um, nuclear power safety one. Uh, yes. I, I described um, Cornwall as being in the southeast of England, which it, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Um, that passed completely. me by completely. Yeah. I, I just, you know, it just it's just one of these things that you just. Um, uh, well, we've talked recently about attentional blindness, and I think I just mm. was not paying attention. Uh, exactly, to, to I was probably looking at my phone direction. at the time. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, exactly. so it's obviously it's in the far southwest. It is as southwest yeah. it is as possible to be in. It is like the, the yeah, it's yeah. like the ultimate southwest bit of. It is, yeah, exactly. Yeah. When we people talk about Lands End and John O'Groats, it is literally Lands End. It is the. That's it, what it is. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, so those are both pretty embarrassing. Uh, yes, never mind. Yes. Uh, start continuing with minor ones. Yeah. Um, you also mm. mentioned at the in the um, nuclear power episode. Uh, well, I think to be fair, there isn't there isn't that much of an, uh, an error because you said that the politician who fed his daughter a BSE beef burger. Um, well, you said you said it was his his child. I think you may you might have said, I think his, I said son it was his son or, son or, his, or child. his child. Yeah. Yeah. Turned out it was his daughter. Yes, uh, which is a bit embarrassing, but not too terrible. Like that's, that's fine. Right. I, so yeah, I sort of caught myself. Bad. Yeah, um, and on the nuclear one, still, uh, we didn't. Someone pointed out that we didn't mention. You know, in, when we were sort of totting up the risks of uh, nuclear or the impacts of nuclear power, we didn't mention. Um, birth defects, which is one that certainly a lot of people do think of, you know, the idea of children being born with significant um, defects as a result of being exposed to radiation. Yes. We should have done that. We should have looked into it. Um, we don't think there actually are significant risks. I think that looking at the United Nations Scientific Committee on the Effects of Atomic Radiation report from 2020, so that's UNSCEAR or UN, you know, I don't know how, I don't know if that should be acronymized yeah. or not. Yeah. Anyway, it's, um, it doesn't seem to find any significant ones. So I'm like, we, we should have got, we should have looked at it. We didn't. I think we dodged a bullet because it doesn't seem to be that bad. And, and but, it, it, you know, but it, nonetheless, it is a thing we should have looked at. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, absolutely. Uh, um, th- there's another uh, one which goes right back to some of the uh, very early episodes, the one we did about vaping. Oh, yeah. Um, and at one point we talked about how you'd expect to see the cancer impact of smoking within 10 years. Yes. Yeah, this uh, was me saying, oh, yes, I remember this. This was because I was talking about, you know, vaping's actually been around for a long time. People have been vaping. I've known people to be vaping for 15 years now, really. Yes. Um, and you'd expect to see some health impacts. I think you would expect to see health impacts from smoking, just, you know, because you get... Um, well, maybe I'm turning myself up for another fall here, but I think the um, but then uh, a smoking researcher got in touch and said actually, with smoke, you wouldn't necessarily expect to see a signal in the cancer risk after ten or fifteen years. Right. It's more like um, the the real risk of starting smoking at twenty is not that you have smoke cancer at thirty five or anything like that, but it's that you right. won't be able to stop smoking by the time you're fifty five, and yes, then right. then you start seeing the higher, much higher risks of cancer. Specifically. And you make and you make other symptoms as well, like yeah, exactly shortness of breath and whatever. But but cancer is not is not uh, one of those. So yeah. thanks to uh, Joe Glitchell for pointing that out. Yep. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, well, what else? Now, there's, there's one other minor mistake which um, you actually mentioned this in, the, in the, when we were recording a previous episode, but you mentioned you, um, we were talking about blots, like faked. Uh, pictures of blots. Oh yeah, and you said crystallography when in fact you meant chromatography, right? Yes, uh, yes, that's, that's exactly that's, right. And, uh, and talking, yes, a, you're quite right. Just a, a verbal slip up there, which again passed me by. Um, I just must have just assumed that you said chromatography. So um, yeah. anyway, that's uh, that's fine. That's yeah. just a minor thing. Sorry about that. Uh, um, for, the, also, for the scientific sticklers out there. Yes, exactly. We also um, the the what is now the National Institutes for uh, for Care and Health Health and Care Excellence. Uh, nice. I said it used to be called the National Institute for Care Excellence. It never was called that. It was originally called the National Institute for Clinical Excellence, and was then renamed the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence in 2013. This is the level of this is the level of error that we want to correct. Exactly. Even, even very minor things like this, we care. We want to get them yeah. right. So yeah, and, um, it was no called one the National cares, Institute. Obviously, yeah. no. <laughs> no. Well, hey, no I think at least two people have contacted us to tell us that, that about this. That's nice true. Thing. That's true. So, That's true. Uh, it used to be the National Institute for Clinical Excellence from 1999 to 2005 and then it was the National Institute for Health and Clinical Excellence from 2005 and then mm. it was renamed the National Institute for Health and Care Excellence in 2013 oh, right well, that's it that's it, that's, that's the truth th- yes okay so we're fixed on that it's done alright okay brilliant <laughs> um, okay a couple of other things then um we mentioned in the episode on cash transfers, um, mm-hmm. you know, giving people money um, for uh, in, in developing countries to improve their life in various ways. Mm-hmm. I mentioned that there was a meta-analysis last published last year um, of, of cash transfers on adult well-being, and I think we discussed it fairly skeptically. We were like, "Well, it had a small effect, but you know, it seems fairly plausible that if you give people extra money, it'll have a small mm-hmm. effect on their well-being, but maybe not anything massive." Um, well, it turns out we were contacted by uh, Max Meyer, who is a, a psychologist researcher, and he uh, has done w- with with some of his colleagues a reanalysis of um, the data in that meta analysis, um, and actually, you know, with, with um, uh, uh, better statistics that take into account publication bias, another thing mm-hmm. that we've been talking about quite a bit on the show. Um, and he thinks that uh, once you take publication bias into account, there's actually not much real compelling evidence for an effect at all um, mm. of cash transfers on, on, on well-being. So maybe that meta-analysis was actually uh, a bit weaker than, uh, than we thought. Okay, yeah. yeah that, I mean, that makes sense. Also, it's just all of the research in that area on the sort of making, like, the effects of giving people cash on other things and them having more cash did seem to be a bit shaky, didn't they? Yeah, um, yeah. And, 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 and meta-analysis in general, like, uh, if you don't, you know, look at publication bias and 
you know, there's debate over exactly how you should look at publication bias and exactly how you should correct for it and blah, blah, blah. So um, these are all things which uh, there's there's almost always debate over them, which is why I sort of would prefer, you know, one really big, well-controlled, really excellent study that, rather than just, you know, a, a meta-analysis. Mm. Um, okay, so now uh, just, I think there's just a couple more things to say. Yeah. Um, one other thing about the football and dementia thing, we talked about how um, people that play football, you know, have a, a higher dementia risk and also they have a longer lifespan, uh, which mm. is weird because you'd think like they're healthier, but maybe it's the football that causes them to have a higher dementia risk. But actually there's this weird statistical phenomenon where, uh, and this is Drew, Drew Bailey got in touch to tell us uh, about, about this. Um, he says, if fitter people live longer and cognitive decline accelerates with age, then controlling for age those people might actually be more likely to have dementia. That's interesting. Um, which, is, which is a weird kind of like mind-bending statistical mm. uh, effect, but it could actually explain in a couple of these cases. Um, given that they're just observational studies and you're not like deliberately hitting someone on the head with a football over and over again and seeing whether they get dementia later, um, that could potentially explain some of the effects or some kind of effect like that. Mm. Uh, might explain uh, uh, some of it. Yeah, I obviously have no idea whether they, off the top of my head, whether they did any of that, whether they thought about that in the in the paper. But it's yeah, yeah. It's, it sounds it sort of makes sense. If it, I imagine it's got some name like Simpsons paradox or something like that. It feels yeah, like yeah. that sort of thing, doesn't it? It's one of these things that yeah, someone else comes along a few years down the line and says, actually, I've thought about this a bit mm. more, and there's a weird artifact in your data here, and yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so yeah. So the, okay. the, that, that's another. That's another thing. And now, and right, then finally. Yes, yeah, so I was just going to say because I've made obviously these terrible mistakes in which, like, I um, I accidentally got the name of a football ground wrong, or the sex of a politician's child wrong, or misplaced Cornwall. You know, these these really critical, terrible errors. But anyway, have you made any mistakes lately, Stuart? <laughs> I said in the episode on fraud. An episode where we did our very best to not make any uh, accusations of fraud um, due to fear of being sued, as some other people have been. Um, I said that Eric Stewart, who is the um, Florida professor who researches things uh, about like, like uh, systemic racism, mm-hmm. um, I said that he had papers retracted for fraudulent data. Um, but in fact... He did not have papers retracted for fraudulent data. He had papers retracted um, because the data could not be found and because there were weird effects in the paper, in the in the studies that he published that couldn't that couldn't really be explained by normal processes. So it's very perfectly possible that these were major, sloppy, disastrous errors that he made rather mm-hmm. than fraud. Um, unfortunately, it seems that uh, he has lost or um, accidentally or potentially deliberately destroyed all the data, um, uh, whether that was deliberately to avoid the investigation or deliberately just because he thought that that was the right thing to do. Um, uh, and so we'll never know. Uh, um, it, the dean of his university described the fact that he had lost all the data as peculiar. And mm. it's certainly the case that lots of other people have described the data as fraudulent and um accused him of committing scientific fraud but just to be clear we're not doing that on the studies show um and and he, regardless of what i think or <laughs> what you think about the data um he didn't the, if you read the retraction notices they were not retracted due to fraud they were retracted because there were weird numbers in the papers and the provenance of the data could not be assured because uh they had been lost so um that's not 
that's uh, that that's uh, was an inaccuracy in the Ford. Yes, yeah, so it's a tiny tiny little inaccuracy. You know, I, I accidentally <laughs> I accidentally get the name of, uh, of Celtic's football ground wrong, and you uh, accuse someone of fraud, and that's <laughs> yeah. you know, in fairness, it, like, it does sound like there was quite a lot going very badly wrong. Sounds quite with, bad, doesn't it? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. But, uh, yeah, let's just be completely clear. Okay, yeah. so I think that's everything for now. Uh, all the major things, anyway. Um, I don't think there's any other. No, and as always, if you if you if you've spotted something or, or or heard something, obviously do let us know because we even if it's just as something as completely irrelevant as whether or not it used to be the National Institute for Care Excellence or the National Institute for <laughs> Clinical Excellence, um, it is we we like to be right because we're a pair of nerds. So yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think it's a good uh, a good scientific attitude to take to uh, correct your errors. Um, wherever 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 you can um, yeah. so uh, and actually it takes it takes far too long and it's far too difficult in science and scientific papers to to do corrections i saw a thing just today actually day of recording i saw a thing about how um doing a correction and having a retraction uh of your article um you know make, making a, a correction to your scientific paper um doesn't have uh, as much of a stigma as you might think. Like it, there was some analysis mm. that it was like I haven't looked at it in detail, but some analysis that was like it doesn't reduce your citations as much as you might expect or or, or whatever. But to be That's fair, good. even if well, well, and that is good. But even if it did reduce your citations and your reputation took a heavy cost. You should uh, still pay, do you it. Know, a he- heavy price. Mm. You should still you should still do it. You should still correct your mistakes yeah. because that's what science is all about. So I anyway. remember Dor- years ago, Dorothy Bishop, you know, psychologist, yeah, at Oxford, uh, yeah. child development, uh, autism, yeah, very, 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 very sort of sensible and good person. Um, she she yes. wrote wrote a big thing about like we should change the attitude. To, it shouldn't be seen as something shameful if you get a correction. It's like you're you're yeah. correcting your own record. You're doing something good and noble by correcting your yeah. own mistakes. You know, it's, uh, that's the attitude you should have, which is what we are doing. So to be clear, we are good and noble for screwing up the name of Hamden of the Celtics football ground. <laughs> yes, yeah, exactly. Uh, uh, yeah. Exactly. And then telling you about so, it. Uh, yeah, I'm very glad that we've made that clear to right. everyone. So uh, thank you very much for for listening. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode and uh, we'll do another one of these uh, in a few weeks once we've inevitably made even more mistakes of course thanks very much guys another time (laughs) bye bye